0: All right, we got a winner. Oh, we got a winner. We got a winner. And they're off.
1: And here we go. It's been another week in racing, it's time to recap it. And who better to do it than Michael New Magic? Two bros slash pros who cover the highs and lows of racing around the globe on every one of their shows. Real fans look forward to these guys and their last thoughts because they know they're not talking out of their royal
0: ascots. What they say makes sense, so ladies and gents, sit back and relax as Blinkers Off presents The Magic Mike Show, where you hear the experts speak. The Magic Magic Mike. Mike Show. Tune into the show every week, the Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by racingdudes.com. Whoa, that was weird. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. And this is the Magic Mike Show. Uh everything <laughs> froze right as the song ended. And I went, uh, this is great. This is fun. As I just spent five minutes telling Aaron that I prepare before the show to make sure we don't have technical difficulties. Mr. Right. Selmage, how you doing? Huzzah! Yeah, forgot all of that.
1: Ah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, it's it's uh, doing good, man. Doing good. It was, a, it was a solid weekend. It was a nice New Year's. I hope everyone had a good New Year's. Like every other parent in the world of a younger kid,
0: I was asleep by 11 o'clock and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, it was good, man. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I actually did uh, accidentally make it to midnight, past midnight on the West Coast. We fully intended to do the, the East Coast uh, uh, time. So it was, yeah, we watched the ball drop. Uh, we love watching the CNN guys that and Andy... What's it, Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper, the two mm-hmm. drunk gay guys just going at it. Yeah, that's a lot of fun for us. So we do that. And then, yeah, 9.05, 9.10, we're like, okay, like this is fine. We'll do our normal bed routine. We'll be in bed by 10. And I ended up to, you know, probably ate too many New Year's Eve snacks I shouldn't have that, you know, at our advanced age, Mike, we can't <laughs> handle very well. So I ended up being up past midnight. So I was like, hey, you know, here we are at midnight. So we went and had another glass of champagne
1: there you go yeah it was the champagne was not ignored it was just the uh staying up late that was definitely ignored so it was good though 2022 <laughs> yeah. could, couldn't be worse than 2021 right right
0: <laughs> yeah already started off with a winning day uh uh january 1st was a great day of, of horse racing and we're actually gonna talk about it because there were four kentucky derby preps so uh hopefully you had a, a fun day of racing i know with the racing previews by the way that aaron and i did uh, he gave out a couple of really nice price plays over the weekend. So if you guys yeah, aren't yeah. watching those, at uh, youtube.com slash Racing Dudes, man, they are, uh, Aaron's crushing, especially uh, Aaron is now two for two with a solid price horse. Uh, when I ask him what's a price play, and he says it's a Dwayne Lucas, a Dwayne Lucas trained horse. He's two for two on that, and they've been paying really well. So watch out for that.
1: He's not just being a homer? Because we do know he is a D-Wayne Lucas homer. So
0: He's not. He waits for that. He, there's, a, there's a secret to it. There's a secret to when he picks D-Wayne. And so he sticks to that secret. That's all I'll say. I won't give right. away his trade secret.
1: <laughs> all right. You have to watch the videos to find out, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is Magic Mike Show 335. We're going to be covering all four Kentucky Derby prep races and talk about the winners, the races, et cetera. Uh, before we get into it, Mike, well, it was the best thing you saw this week?
1: Oh, man. You know, it's tough, but it's, it's got to be the past performances for Sam Houston came out for Thursday opening night. I can't wait. To get this <laughs> Houston back. I'm so excited. Uh, it's one of my favorite meets every year because of the low takeout. You get 12% on the daily double, the pick three, the pick four, the pick five and the pick six. Uh, it's traditionally been one of the best meets for me. I know last year we did an opening night show for it and fans cashed over $100,000, which was pretty darn oh, cool. Right. Sweeping the pick five on opening night. Uh, there's four people that hit it for 23,000 each, I think it was. So that's, that's pretty freaking awesome. Uh, so I'm excited to have Sam Houston back, and hopefully we can do some more live stuff, uh, get some more bomb grids, things like that for, for Sam Houston going. Uh, we always say vote with your dollar. It's a great place to vote because of uh, what they're able to do from a takeout perspective. If you don't bet low takeout tracks, there's not going to be more low takeout tracks. It's important to, to help that handle to continue to grow.
0: Is Chris Griffin going back to be the announcer, or is he staying at Parks full time?
1: I think he is staying at Parks full time. I think that was a little bit of a, an upgrade from that perspective. I, I, he's getting some some love at the Naira Circuit too. He's been a, over at Aqueduct a couple times. I think he called at mm-hmm. Belmont one weekend. So he's uh, he's starting to get in the big time there.
0: That's right. Nick Tamaro is going to do it, um, which I've never heard him announce a, a race before. But I know Nick Tamaro pretty well um, from uh, you know like NHT tournament stuff and things like that. He's a pretty big name in the horse racing world. So uh, I'll be curious to see how he does. But yeah, Sam Houston is back. Uh, I, it's going to be a If you follow Mike on Twitter, if you follow during Sam Houston, you know Mike loves Sam Houston. So get ready for a a lot of Sam Houston attention. Uh, Best thing that I saw, January 1st, um, I was at, you know, handicapping Santa Anita and I was all excited. you know, first day of 2022, I'm all excited. I wasn't hungover because I didn't really drink that much. I was feeling great. And uh, I looked on, you know, what part of my handicapping as I go to the Racing Dudes website and I look at the, the picks that are there to see, you know, compared to my thoughts, what does Aaron think? Because Aaron's the one who's, you know, built a company with his handicapping. So he probably knows a thing or two. Uh, and so. I saw it. He's got Flavian Pratt picked in a lot of races. And I was like, I mean, I know I I love Pratt as much as anybody, right? But I'm like, man, is this gonna be a chalky day or what? Uh spoiler alert, yes, it was a very chalky day. But I like took a picture and sent it to Aaron jokingly. I was like, Boy, you really think the Frenchie's gonna have a big day. Uh Frenchie had a big day. He was he first rode all ten races, six wins, and when he didn't win, he finished second. Yeah. Like if you place play if you did a place parlay uh for Flavian Pratt in all ten races, even with it being chalky, you made some good money.
1: Well, if you played the place play all, right? The actual bet at Santa Anita, pick someone to place in every race. If you just did Flavian Pratt, the place, you were a winner. I wonder what that paid. I have no idea what it paid. But it'd be interesting to see what the payout for the place play, play all was there. I actually love that bet at Del Mar, specifically, you have know, those big fields. But yeah, he had a day, man. Flavian Pratt had an absolute day. Um, <laughs> and he, he just, it was a little chalky over at Santa Anita, but he crushed it. It's, it was nice to see him back on the turf on Sunday, too. After all the rain that you guys have gotten out there, good to see yeah. him back on the turf. And that's when he dominated I love when uh, you're yeah. drinking there. I love all the love here. Sam I was gonna Houston. bring that up. Kevin yeah, giving a shout out, Dennis, giving a shout out, uh, Pedlo, giving a shout out here. Obviously, Michael Myers sends me DMs about Sam Houston all the time. I know yeah. we got a whole crew here who's pumped up for Sam Houston. We have to try and do some Sam Houston shows uh, that we, once we get going over the weekend.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Now listen, we're gonna uh, we got started pretty late here, but thanks to you guys for waiting for us. So uh, we're gonna That's jump right into it that's okay (laughs) don't worry about it no everybody's cool it's cool uh, we're all dads we understand except Aaron Aaron said eh, screw Aaron we don't care Uh, we got four (laughs) Kentucky Derby prep races to talk about let's get into it Mike Riders Up kicking things off. Let's do things a little differently. I'm going to go ahead and post the replay for the Jerome Stakes here on the uh, screen. If you're watching the replay or the, uh, or the live stream here on YouTube, thanks for joining us. Uh, but the Jerome Stakes, we had uh, Quavassier, which by the way, if you watch the, uh, or listen to the free race preview, they had at racenews.com. Aaron Holtzman picked this horse on top. He wins at four to one. And Mike, uh, I, th- I don't know if the race finished, if every horse finished in the race, because I fell asleep halfway through that stretch run.
1: <laughs> oh you're saying the aqueduct circuit doesn't produce the best three-year-olds out there is that what i'm hearing
0: not exactly no
1: <laughs> if only we had a bit going about that on this show um <laughs> yeah i wasn't overly impressed here i somehow fell in love with uh 230405 or whatever the hell that, that horse's mm-hmm. name is and you know what the angle was for me why i fell in love with this horse do you know who the sire is union rags this horse should only run on turf. It's a Union Rags. had one on turf, which is like three percent overall. So getting right. over the dirt, I was hoping for an improved performance. I didn't quite get that. I liked Hagler a little bit here too. I thought he ran okay, but uh, I mean Cavassier just absolutely aired him. This is a great pick by Aaron too, because this I think was ten to one morning line too ends up getting bet down to four to one. But excellent pick here. And I, you know, look, this is they went pretty fast here, as you can see up front going forty-five and three. But around the turn, Cavassier just takes control and, and just romps this field.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty much over uh, once he was able to take over here. Uh, you're watching the replay. He's coming up to, to challenge for it. Uh, he will go on to the Grade Three Withers Stakes, which is a mile and an eighth race, and he actually broke his maiden Aqueduct going to mile and an eighth last time out, so he should be able to handle that no problem. But it also sounds like Cook Creek is going to return back for that one. Uh, there was one other horse I believe was was going to return for it. it. It's it's so hard for me to sit here and ask you, Mike, if you think this horse has a chance in the Withers next out because. Yes, he won it over the course and distance, but the buyer speed figure came back slow. Look at this final uh, quarter by the way. It's going to be 111 and 16. Uh of course, I end the video. Uh that's my own fault. Bad editor. Uh it, but it ended up being a 27.8 second final quarter. And I know they're in the slot, but I mean, come on. That's bad.
1: <laughs> well, the, to me, the real the kicker is you have they they went so what are they going here they're going a mile and they went 45 and change in the first furlong and nobody or first uh, half mile and no one really made up any ground late you didn't see any horses running the one ho- horse got a little bit of a bad trip there you saw cook creek getting uh, pinched up against the rail having to then spin outside re-rally a little bit down the lane so that's interesting but like to try and use this race to project out to a mile and an eighth race next time out is wild because like this is a one-turn mile to, to a two-turn mile and an eighth it's just one of the weirdest things about the New York three-year-old circuit is how they structure these races and, and the points that are given to each of them. I think this is a 10-point race where there's a, what, it's a 20-point race, I believe it is. And then you've got a 50-point one-turn mile to close it out. When the 50-point one-turn mile gets you into the derby if you win it, it's just very odd to go from one turn to two turns back to one turn. Anyway, uh, enough rant about how horribly plates those races are. Yeah, I mean, like, look. This was a time to have Cavassiere. Yeah, you're getting four to one. I don't think you're going to get four to one back, especially since, like you said, the horse broke its maiden going the additional distance at Aqueduct. Um, you know, we'll see who comes in. You usually get better horses in the second and the third leg of the Triple Crown preps up in New York. So I think it'll be interesting to see if we see anybody ship in here. What who shows up for those ever two races? I'm generally going to fade this entire field.
0: Yeah, just to show how bad the – or how weak the New York circuit tends to be, uh, there's a horse that shipped to New York and won the Great Nashua Stakes uh, back in November. It was the Sunday after the Breeders' Cup. Uh, and then he returned over the weekend. We saw that he didn't really have that – the muster to, to face a, a talented horse. So uh, we, like Mike said, I think you could see some horses ship in, maybe somebody come up from Florida especially, uh, looking to catch some extra points, try and make it in there. Uh, definitely a good spot to do it. We'll leave that race behind because it's pretty trashy. Let's talk about the Smarty Jones Stakes in Oakland Park, run on uh, New Year's Day for the first time, uh, since this is the first time they have a New Year's Day card. The This was a pretty fantastic race. I, come on, open up, you mother... they had 13 horses in this race uh which is really fed a huge field for this race um it ends up being dash attack who gets the job done he broke his maiden over this you know two-turn mile which ends at the 16th pole at oakland park uh but he did that on kind of an off track and then really gets an off track i was very impressed by this because as you see right here he is the blue horse in the uh, broken from the rail he's gonna get a lot of kickback here and still gets the job done what do you think about this horse I mean, I thought it was a
1: really professional effort to be able to do this in your second start. Uh, it's like you mentioned, being pinned on the rail, I thought it was a really bad spot for this horse, especially with all the speed around him. Um, I, this is a spot where I, I thought that the two-horse all in sync was going to go. You knew that the seven Rugs was going to go. And then you had Ben Diesel all the way on the outside that also sent Papa Cool G had some speed, as, or Cool Papa G had some speed as well on paper. You knew this was going to be a battle up front, and that's usually a bad thing for the one post when you want to come from off the pace because you're just going to get pinned back And especially in the slop and figuring out a trip uh it can get really tough on you so i thought this was a really professional effort this is another one though where like i don't take too much credence into this this race just because you go in two turns but that mile at oakland that turn is fast and because of that you get some funky early fractions in this case you had two horses that absolutely shot out of the gate and sent um and the one horse ran big right dash attack ran big but kind of got the setup to run big and was able to just get the job done so Impressive performance, thought dash attack ran well. Now we have to deal with three Kenny McPeaks. Is that right? Like, is that is that a thing? Um, yeah. I, I just, oh, I can't have that much Kenny McPeak in my life to do well. <laughs> so hopefully uh, some of them fall off the trail here as we go. But this was an impressive performance, as you can see, pushes his way out down the lane, is able to just run absolutely by him. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't take anything away from this performance.
0: I'm probably fading this horse next time out, though, right? <laughs> Like, are you excited to bet this horse back at even money? No, uh, no, especially if he ends up catching a fast track next time, because this, you know, this is now twice that he's proven, Hey, you've proven on a wet track, but what happens if he gets a, a fast track? Uh, we don't know. We'll have to figure that one out. Um, I also, you know, he gets an 82 buyer, which is, you know, a nice improvement. It's not a super improvement from him. Um, but he is, you talked about, he's got the right setup, uh, for that race and, He's by Munnings. If you remember last year, Munnings at Oaklawn or Spites Town at at Oaklawn in off tracks, I mean, you could just run to the bank with both hands full. Like, it it was going to cash so well. So, I think that contributed a little well too here. So, um, you know, it was a fun race. Good job. You know, if if you went with this horse, I will tell you a fun story—not so fun. Uh, I didn't have a great day betting leading up to this. I was, you know, little five dollar, ten dollar win bets here and there. You know, small exact. As my own fun little thing, maybe connected once or twice. Got to this race, I was all about Dash Attack, and I was like, man, I have had such a bad day. Like, and then I looked at the, I was like, he's he's buried on the rail. I I came up with a bunch of excuses for why he wasn't going to win. I was like, Aaron's been doing great. Aaron had All in Sync as his pick in this race, so I switched to it. And of course, you know, the horse ran off the, the board. I fully blame myself for the, that horse losing. And I'm sorry to Aaron. And I'm sorry to everybody who bet the number two All in Sync in this race because, yeah, yeah. Uh, all because I switched off Dash Attack.
1: <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, you can apologize to me, too. I had All In Sync on top. And I actually singled it and throwing my pick five tickets, which was great. That horse. I mean, like, look, I thought the trip was going to be different. I thought the two was going to be close to the lead. Here, you can see him four wide going around the turn. Just not the best trip in the world for him. One thing I do, like I think DJB brings up a good point here. I, this is a pace collapse in my mind. Mm-hmm. You have the top just absolutely back up. And I think there are some pretty good horses in the front of this pack that I'm kind of interested in playing back here. I mean, I'm interested in All In Sync next time out. And I'll tell you what, I'm interested in the 14-horse as well, Uh, Ben Diesel here, who Mm -hmm. I think got an absolutely terrible draw from that 14-hole, had to send. Ruggs was not giving it up early. The two of them sprinted out there. You can see them getting passed by the majority of this field here. I thought both of them ran fairly well, considering what they were up against here from a trip perspective. So I'm a little more interested in Ruggs, not a ton more interested, but a little more interested if we're facing weaker. And I'm definitely more interested in Ben Diesel with a better draw next time out.
0: Ben Diesel is a full younger brother to Will Secret, who you remember won the, I believe, the Honeybee Stakes. Other than that are the Martha Washington Stakes, one of the Kentucky Oaks preps at, at Oaklawn last year, uh, also for Dallas Stewart. So um, I know that that's a horse that uh, Dr. Miranda is very excited about on, this, uh, on the Kentucky Derby Trail. I thought I agree with you. I think because he had to, I mean, he drew that 14 post, and he's a horse that likes to run up towards the front. They had one option, and that was you know, gun and hope that you can try and hold on. And I didn't think that he quit all that badly. He was in that big scrum at the end there for, you know, look like third, fourth, fifth through eighth kind of all together. Uh, But yeah, let's move on from the smarty Jones stakes. Let's head to Florida. It's going to actually, the one time we actually got fast dirt was in Florida for the mucho macho man stakes, uh, a race that you and I both uh, were playing in the pick four sequence that we covered. Uh, I singled Safi Joseph in this spot. Not so sure it worked. It seemed like Safi won every race, Except this one, and then the Limehouse Stakes earlier on the card, but uh, not a good day for that horse. But Simplification, whose name I keep freaking forgetting, goes against wire here. What did you think about this race?
1: Uh, this was probably the the weirdly, the most oddly run race from an on paper to an on track perspective that we saw over the weekend. Um, we talked about your horse. I mean, I think you picked the five horse in here, yep. um, uh, Skippy Longstocking, who we really expected to be in a pace duel with the three simplification here, and. You can tell here the three's not really being asked much out of the gate and just kind of doing this very naturally. The five horse doesn't press. As soon as the three clears as the rail on the two here, this race is basically over. Um, it, it's almost impossible for anyone to make up ground here. 23 and four opening quarter at Gulfstream Park going a mile is crawling. I mean, they do that in the 6,250 claimers. So this is a very, very slow pace and a race that looked like it had more pace. Um, and then the, the to me, the best horse in here, the six horse, Gets hung four wide trying to make any type of move and just never able to close into a pace. Now, you see that second fraction improve quite a bit. But still, this is something that's very in hand for the three horse after that comfortable lead. Uh, you know, this is one of those races where I'm not sure what to make of it. I don't think any of these are derby horses. I don't think you have any world beaters in here. Um, Simplification now has two good races and two bad races on the page. and got the highest buyer of the weekend, correct? I think it was a 90 quarterback for this one. Yeah, um, and, and this was impressive in hand the entire way and in control, but still impressive. So you got to respect simplification. We got to try this horse around two turns because that's going to be a big key. I'm still interested in the six coming back, although I need to demand a price next time out. And I thought the two strike hard ran well here, but just didn't really have a shot to close into this slower pace.
0: So I wouldn't have hit this either way because I didn't use simplification. But originally when we did our pick four ticket, I used Strike Hard along with Skippy Longstocking. And uh, didn't at, I singled the winner of the turf race, the turf stakes, the race before. Um, when the pace scenario for that race changed and it looked like there was lone speed, I changed and actually doubled with the lone speed the eventual winner and got off of uh the the two horse here from just a betting from a ticket structure perspective because we talk about this a lot on the show is was that the correct move for the way that i had structured that ticket who'd you get off of i got off of the two in that race and yeah. singled Safi um who was a bit a little bit better of a price yeah because I mean, there was a lone pace in the in the turf
1: yeah i, I so anytime you're you're going you're going Anytime you're singling against a favorite, I'm almost always going to agree with your ticket selection if you believe in that horse. And in that case, you believed in Skippy Longstocking, and the two horse was four to five, right? So in the race prior to that where you singled as well, you singled the short price Pletcher horse, I think, who went off at six to five in that race. So if you're looking at a back-to-back six to five race, and then you're going to go too deep and going four to five as one of those two horses – that's generally not going to be a well-paying ticket. And I'd argue you should probably be hammering a double in the middle of it instead of playing the pick four. There's other better ways to spend your money if you're going to spread in that second leg, and but even too deep is spreading when you have a four to five. So, uh, I, I think you handled that correctly, where you you trim down there to be able to try and find a bigger price in the other two legs. Although anyone who is doing that, I also would recommend play a double, right? If you're going to go single single in the middle of a pick four ticket, and you aren't playing a daily double. That's a mistake, because if you believe in your two opinions that much, you should have at least you know five bucks on a double or whatever it is. Because if you're playing a thirty dollar pick four ticket, and you have back-to-back singles and you don't put a dollar on the double, that
0: that's a mistake. <laughs> and right. And then you you hit those two singles, they connect, but you miss someone on the other legs you go know, deep yeah. enough. Yeah. Makes and sense. We, okay. I just for ticket structure purposes, that's the reason I brought it up.
1: And this was actually pretty frustrating. If you listen to the show on Thursday, we had the other three legs pretty cold. Mm-hmm. And this was the one leg that got us. We we mentioned playing a five dollar ticket and we had the single in the previous leg. We had top pick winner in the first leg, we had top pick winner in the last leg. I, it was just this leg where the the three horse kind of got loose, and this was ended up being the, I think my second pick on the Sama bombs. So it's yeah. not one that I thought was ungettable. It's just I didn't go deep enough in that spot, and it uh, it kind of bit me here. But again, I, I could have never predicted the three was getting loose like that. I thought that was a zero chance scenario that the five wasn't sending. It's the reason I didn't like the five. If you go back and listen to the show,
0: is I I thought that that was a pace tool that was going to happen, and just uh it never did. Oh, well, a race where you don't have to worry about going deep uh, because we somehow got a gift of a 5-2 to two price was the Grade 3 Sham Stakes. New Grange wins Gate to Wire. It was John Velasquez for Bob Baffert in the Kentucky Derby Promising Horse. Well, that sounds familiar, but uh, this was a very impressive race. I thought for New Grange, this was the one that I thought was the best overall race of the weekend. However, screw you, Aaron. <laughs> um, however... Uh, I will also say that he got the perfect setup in here because he had his stablemate Rockefeller playing defense too wide the entire time. That uh, He got very slow fractions here. So overall, Mike, what can we take away from Newgrange?
1: Uh, that he's the A-horse, right? He's the Baffert A-horse. Is that maybe what we take away from this? Or is it just because he drew
0: inside of, of Rockefeller that he got to, to be the, the running back and Rockefeller played fullback? <laughs> I, I well, uh, so Aaron on the, the, the preview for this because he picked Newgrange Grange as well. Is, he brought up if you look at who else was in the Nashua and how they've run since then, it's the answer is not well. Yeah, uh, New Grange has only had one race, but they you know it, it didn't look like it was gonna not. Got Thunder actually didn't run all that well either, but uh, at least that was a maiden race. You know, this Rockefeller beat winners, but nobody came out of that race well. So I think that it was you know, this is the better of the two, definitely. Rockefeller to me feels like he's a, a sprinter or maybe you know it feels like a one-turn horse but he also feels like he doesn't fit with Baffert the way his running style goes
1: yeah I look I mean I just I felt New Grange was the pick here I, I I like I'm surprised that the odds were the way they were I agree with like how often does Baffert send his best two slash three-year-old to Aqueduct like it just yep. doesn't happen, right? I think I felt like that kind of tipped the hand of, of what we were expecting here. I thought it's wild what this exacta came back and paid. Um, you got 780 for a buck here, almost eight to oh, one wow. for an exacta that I, I did Bafford Baffert, Baffert <laughs> in one of these stakes races it was kind of crazy. So uh yeah, I, I'm surprised that Newgrange didn't get bet more. I'm surprised that that you saw that much money on Rockefeller. I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in Newgrange moving forward, to be honest with you. Like I think he might be a very legit horse, and, and we we're just seeing this horse starting to get better and better. Which, you know, don't love, don't love the trainer, but uh, you gotta, you gotta watch these races and figure out who's, who you're going to bet. And it's one of those things where like, yeah, we're not, they're not supposed to be in the Derby, but I, I mean, I think we would both agree, we'd be surprised if there's zero Bafferts in the Derby.
0: Well, actually, on that note, Aaron Haltman and I recorded a video going in-depth about that and discussing the possible options. So you go youtube.com slash dues later today on Monday. It'll be up there. So uh, go check that out. It's pretty informative, kind of quick. But uh, I, Aaron really breaks down uh, the different possible scenarios for this. Um, uh, other horses in this race. We talked about Grange, We talked about Rockefeller. Um, by the way, Chris, my own in the chat says that he's shocked at the l- lack of a last-click change on Grange. McKinnon, the turf horse was the favorite until like two minutes to post. And five minutes out, I texted Aaron and I was like, he, he's not going to be. This This smells so much of, of, of uh, so much internet money coming in late on a Baffert horse and completely tanking it, which Baffert horse gets hit. And I, we were all like, it's going to hit Newgrange because that's the horse we all like. So when it happened to Rockefeller and they hit the, uh, they got the, the opening quarter mile uh, time came up and I saw the odds change in Rockefeller and I was like, Oh, oh, we're gonna get this. And then he was on the lead. Oh, I was very happy. So this race, actually, with all the bad betting that I had during the week, I put enough on Newgrange that I still came out on top. So thank you for that five to two price. <laughs> violence. Yeah, yeah, that's a sire. No, I do love I do love me some violence as a sire. And this
1: is one of those again where like a lot of times it's projecting which horse is gonna be faster early. And and you have Newgrange coming out of a twenty-two forty-four opening half mile, and you have um, Rockefeller coming out of a twenty-three forty-six opening half mile. And so you knew new Grange had the speed and we've seen Velasquez do this so much over the last two years with authentic, with Medina spirit, getting the horse out early and getting that floating everybody else out wide. I mean, it just, we've seen this ride
0: from this pair. I don't know what seven times now in the last three years be successful. Yeah, it happens a lot. Um, especially with derby horses uh i also will say oh out of the race mckinnon go back on turf he'll yeah. be fine but he'll be a short price um class got third he missed second by i think like a nose but it was a nasty head bob with rockefeller that horse is such a dead closer he needs pace and he had no shot so the fact that he ran that well this is a horse that you got a hammer underneath in your exotics that your tries um he is going to he's going to keep hitting the board. I don't know that he ever wins a race like this, but man, he just smells like, a- you know what I think would be great, Mike? Cause uh, Keith, the storm his trainer. Keith, the runs a lot at fairgrounds. I think this horse, you get him like a 10, 12, 14 horse field at fairgrounds in a derby prep. I think that's a good fit for him.
1: I agree with you. I think this horse is at the wrong track right now. I think that you need to go long time, long turn, long two turns. I wouldn't say like, Going up and running a mile and eighth at Aqueduct next out wouldn't be a terrible idea with that horse. Like there's just some better spots than trying to beat Baffert's going a mile. Like that's just not. There's no bueno. So let's let's stretch this horse out a little bit further. I mean this this I'm sorry. This screams like Lone Sailor, my boy Jack. I mean like that's that's what I'm seeing out of this horse. Where like you said, runs up, hits the, hits the try, hits the super, has no chance at winning. Uh, and just leaves him to himself with too much to do, with too many horses in front of him, and, and has to kind of wind through them. So yeah, I I agree with you. That is just all about. All about the third or fourth place finishes for him.
0: It's actually what he did with my boy, Jack, was he sent him to – he sent him all over the place. It was weird. Anyways, yeah. Um, that's a good – Okay, so before we get out of here, Mike, uh, rank uh, top to bottom, one through four, the four races, the four winners from this uh, from this weekend.
1: Newgrange is the easy number one. Agree. Uh, I don't think anyone else is relevant. So, all right. That's it. <laughs> I, would, I would say that Dash Attack is probably a 2A – I'll call it dash tax of three a simplifications of three b, and I don't even remember the winner of the Aqueduct race. Cavassier. Cavassier is a five d right. We're way down the line. We're not even giving it like right underneath there because look, Cavassier like there's a, these are these are great races to win for ownership groups for black type all that jazz. Water's about to get deeper. We'll just put it that way. And then the deeper water is not going to be. It's no bueno because I mean he there was <laughs> enough water on that track and he
0: was able to handle that. But it's it's going to be bad next time out. Mike, before we get out of here, is there anything else that you want to add? Uh, I know that we have Dudes Who Bet Sports coming live in 30 minutes, so uh, make sure you tune into that one at YouTube.com slash Racing Dudes or you download it for the podcast. I've heard that Papa Dude all day has been red hot, and he's going to be very angry and lots of rants. So if you haven't seen a show before, this is the one to watch. He's going to be very animated. I want to know what he's red hot about. What's he even angry about? Several things. Uh, Chiefs Bengals, the way that ended, he's very angry about that. Antonio Brown. Uh, he's angry about that. Um, probably something to do with Caleb Williams entering the transfer portal. Yeah. Oh, he did. He did.
1: Oh man, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. That's going to yeah. be that's 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 a rough look. He was going to get the starting job there. That's crazy. Yeah, that's we'll that's brutal because he showed out too. He looks like he's a real deal, and so to lose him, to the transfer portal is no good. Uh, the Antonio Brown thing was. I mean, that was something, man. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I, I hope the dude's okay. I mean, but did you see that the Instagram posts? I think it was Instagram. Instagram lives from the cab driver that had Antonio Brown in his cab. Yeah. I mean, the, the story just keeps getting weirder and weirder as you go through this.
0: He, um, he, so the story I heard about this morning, the updated story is that. They told him to go into the game, and he told the coaches that he wasn't healthy enough to play, and they said, you either go in now or you're not on the team, and that was his reaction.
1: Hmm. I heard that Arians told him to get out, and that was apparently – That also may have happened. But I, my,
0: Mine's the shortened version, the, the profanity-free version. You think they were swearing involved? With Bruce Arians?
1: No, no. There couldn't have been any of that. No, that's like
0: saying Rex Ryan never takes a second look at Payless when he walks yeah. by. <laughs> I, I would
1: love to know if his first job out of, out of college was selling shoes. I mean, there are just so many questions <laughs> I have about that. Um, questions we'll answer on the next Magic Mike show. Yeah. Tune in Thursday. The, the, the transfer portal <laughs> is wild in college now. I mean, it is crazy with how many players you have just switching. I think good for them, man. I mean, coaches jumping from place to place. Yes. Right? They'll be able to, to have players be able to do it without giving up years of eligibility as they do it, too. So it's uh, it's great to see there. Got an NFL game today. Did you see the spread flip today? No. Okay, so Pittsburgh, th- like before the games yesterday, Pittsburgh was a three-and-a-half-point dog at home to Cleveland because Cleveland needed. So if KC if beats Cincinnati, Cleveland beats Pittsburgh, then KC and Cleveland play for the division next week. But because Cincinnati beat Kansas City, Cleveland is eliminated from the playoffs. And so instead of being a three and a half point favorite at Pittsburgh, they are now a three
0: point dog. Because they have nothing to, nothing to play for.
1: And it's Big Ben's last game in, in uh, Heinz Field. So the combination of those two had flipped it from a pl- minus three and a half one side to minus three on the other. So you have people with six point medals here. And the, the spread's moving toward Pittsburgh. You might see three and a half by game time, which would be crazy that people could be holding plus three and a half, plus three and a half tickets on either side. I mean, talk about a window.
0: Wow. Now that's, the, uh, now that's the eighth Rothstein method right there. We talked about him last week on the show. Um, <laughs> here's a stat from uh, Daniel Valente. Uh, the Browns had a chance to draft Ben Roethlisberger in 2004. They passed, so the Steelers took him. Cleveland has started 28 different quarterbacks since, while Ben has won two Super Bowls, eight division titles, and 176 total games. It's crazy because I'm not sure who the worst
1: quarterback is right now, Ben Roethlisberger or Baker Mayfield, and they're both awful. Like if you were, if you had one game you had to win, who would you take, Roethlisberger or Mayfield, right now? Because Roethlisberger still...
0: can't throw the ball ten yards, and Baker can't make two good decisions in a row. Uh, on their own, Baker. Uh, because of that, I got a fifty-fifty shot <laughs> that something works. Um, if, if, but teams, obviously the Steelers. The Steelers obviously at this point have a better roster, and, and they would love to give Ben that win at home. So that's I get the point. The points flip. I did not hear about that though. That is crazy.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. You rarely see that, and I actually just checked it. It's actually down to two and a half now. So it's Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Um, but you could get a three all day. So it's crazy to see that big of a. Usually you don't see multiple key numbers go through like that, especially in a game where you know there's a ton of people that bet and. I, I like under first half. Do you know in the last like I think it's five games Pittsburgh's averaging two points in the first half.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: The reasoning is because Ben Roethlisberger needs time to quote unquote get going. That's the reasoning I read in the article, which I thought was ridiculous. Like it's like a great stat, great stat, terrible reasoning.
0: <laughs> it's like the horse that needs a it needs a couple races off the layoff. He needs a couple quarters off the week layoff. But He's then the he'll... my
1: boy Jack of, of uh, quarterbacks now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Um yeah, I don't have anything else.
1: Do you? Are we good? No, nothing Is too crazy. crazy. We'll be back on Thursday. Yep. Um we got Sam Houston starting on Thursday. I'm gonna have a, a live show with Equine Edge, uh good chalk, bad chalk, which will have Sam Houston on Thursday. Super excited about Sweet. that. Uh we should do a LIDS do show either Friday or Saturday with the Sam Houston card. I'd love to do a couple of that. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll do a preview on Saturday with a little Sam Houston action so we can talk about it or Friday. Sam Houston actually talk about that. And uh, we'll come back on Thursday. Do we have a Do we have a track we're covering this Saturday? Do we know yet?
0: Um, I'm looking right now. It's pretty boring everywhere. <laughs> what, okay, so you guys let us know where you guys want us to go. Treat
1: there's comment underneath this video and say where you want us to go for this weekend. Yeah, there the most comments. Uh, we'll go there.
0: Yeah, that's we'll, perfect. Yeah, and then there's there's 25 of. 25 of you watching live right now. So literally 25 of you just take the time and say whatever track you want to do. And we'll go, you want us to do Sam Houston? We'll do Sam Houston. You want us to do Aboya Downs? We'll do Aboya Downs. I always forget how to actually pronounce that. It's not Aboya, but it's a lot more fun to say it that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely
0: Aboya now. Asinaboya? <laughs> Asinaboya? As-in-a-boy, I think it's something very, you're like, just some drunken Edmonton person made that up.
1: It's very French.
0: Yeah, it's just very – it's very Canadian. Listen, thank you, everybody, for joining us for the Magic Mike Show 335. We'll be back, like Mike said, on Thursday, 5.30 Eastern, 2.30 Pacific, assuming we can – we'll make it that time. We'll be here that time. Uh, you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chris Kellord. He is at Bomb 18 number one, number eight, corporate overlays at Racing underscore Dudes. Go to com. We have free picks for every race, every track around the country. YouTube.com slash racing news. If you're not subscribed yet, go subscribe right now. Tons of content related to the Kentucky Derby are uh, coming out today. Uh, Six different videos are recorded with Aaron Halterman. will all be popping up. So go subscribe. Hit the notification bell so that way you get notified, alerted every time that we have videos popping up. Uh, That'd be pretty great. Great Barrington. Where the F is Great Barrington?
1: (laughs) I don't think Parks runs on Saturday. I think that's just not not accurate. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, boy. Darn. Not going to (laughs) do Parks. Uh, But, yeah, leave a comment below. Uh, Give us a like. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys back on Thursday. Until then, I'm Magic. And I'm Mike. Good luck this week. We'll see you Thursday.
1: The Magic Mike Show. Where you hear the experts speak. The
0: Magic Mike Show. Tune into the show every week. The Magic Mike Show. You can trust the show is the bomb because it's being brought to you by RacingDudes.com.
1: Death, taxes, and Magic Mike on Monday.